Oh, the autumn wind is getting even closer as we hear it roll through the mountains, at least in West Virginia, because we've got high school football getting ready to start. College football starting across the nation. The NFL's not far behind. That plus, we'll talk a little bit of professional wrestling for you out there. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing on this uh, Wednesday evening instead of Thursday? I'm enjoying a beautiful evening in flip-flops. In fl- why are you in flip-flops, though? What's wrong with you? Because one ankle's way bigger than the other one. I can't figure out why. Well, you have no clue. You just woke up that way. Um... It kind of hurt, and then it got worse the next day. That is very insightful. Problem solved. We we got to the bottom of it just now. Yeah, I don't know. I think when I was mowing in the backyard, I had to do it in the morning because it gets super hot. A little wet on the grass, slipped a little foot tween, you know, ah, whatever, it'll be fine. Have a beer, hang out. Next day, it was a little more stiff and sore and where I'm on my feet all day long, and I'm fat. Now it hurts really bad, and it's swollen. I was just going to say you're getting old. That's that's the other part. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Well, outside of uh, Biggie uh, licking his wounds there and uh, trying to get right, you know, we, we are getting a little closer to uh, football season, right? And Biggie, you're over here reading the newspaper about high school football. You feel good about that? I do. I do. I still enjoy my write-up on every one of the local schools, who are the kids to look out for, who's the incoming guy, who's the senior that's supposed to be the stud, looking for a college scholarship regardless of what level, D1, D2. I enjoy my Kanawha Valley sports update. And it makes it more relevant now because you've got two kids that go to the school, and now I have a freshman that made the cheer team uh, for the school, so we're kind of tied to it. So I'll be at every home game, whether I want to or not, and uh, it'll be fun just to get back into the scene a little bit. See, now you can go to the games and enjoy the football and being there without being the weird old guy who graduated however many years ago. You have a reason to be there. Well, do you know the Polka High School's fight song? I do not. Didn't they change it? (laughs) I don't know. I just thought brought that up because we were eating dinner one night and State tournament guy comes walking in from a Southern County in West Virginia, and he was probably at least 50 years old, and he was <laughs> screaming the fight song of wherever he was from two or three times, and they finally kicked him out. All right, we need to put that online. We need to put that on a poll. That's a good question. Do you know your high school's fight song? I, I'm going to say the majority will say no. That is an excellent poll question. I do not know mine, and I'm going to guess if you do went percentage – you know, 75%. Three out of four don't know their high school f- fight song. He was so bad that when he went to the, go to the bathroom to take a piss, it was one of those where everyone that was eating put their head down not to make eye contact with the guys he walked past because he would stop and talk to everyone who looked at him or in his direction. You know, I, I remember the polka fight song having something in it like the banks of the canal or something like that. And the only reason I know it was like in an old yearbook I found one time, like from the seventies and it was in there. But, um, yeah, it's probably like candle in the wind or some stupid shit now. I don't know. And the last thing I think about with the high school is that I've, I've posted some pictures 
with my daughter being a freshman now and first everybody posts the first day back to school photos and all that well where we have this following now and sports fans all across the country so many people's asking me with Poca High School home with the dots is this a gag uh, sign is this this can't be real so then I'm like it's absolutely real and let me show you our mighty dot angry mascot you know, I liked it better when it was like the Seven Up mascot when yeah. we were there. He had sunglasses. He was just kind of chilled back and was probably you know taking some recreational, uh, you know, herbal pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that stuff too. Uh, but yeah, when you come into the town of Poga, the sign says uh, "Once a dot, always a dot." Right. Right. So I mean, it's it's you know, I, there's some stupid names out there. There's a another great one in our state with the uh, Musselman Appleman. Like you can't make that up either, right? <laughs> The dots and the muscleman appleman, it's one of those where it's so bad it's really good. Well, it's very creative, it's just not intimidating. Hey, the polka dots are in the top ten of ESPN's nationwide high school Wait. names like every year. He said it's not intimidating. He went from sunglasses to being jacked up on roids now, man. Well, I got it. Yeah, I hear you. But the dot. Angry dot. Uh, you don't know what to expect. Exactly. Uh, well, so, uh, do we have any uh, big recruits in the state? Is anybody a, a Division One guy out there? I haven't heard anything. No, I saw a couple different things about kids in the area projected as uh, best players within the state, but they haven't got offers from any big-time schools well, yet. You got Toby Payne, not that it's a big-time school, but he's following his brother, Ethan Payne, to Marshall. He's already committed, and he's just entering his senior year. He should be like a tight end type uh, playing for Marshall. <laughs> Tight end linebacker, one yeah, of those so two. He's already committed. And then actually uh, the top quarterback of the state is uh, Trey Dunn. And he's yeah, it's a weird. He's a junior at South Charleston. Junior at South Charleston, and he's only got offers from a couple of smaller schools, so far, like West Virginia State and somebody else. But he is the uh, the prep 247. They do all the prop stuff. He's the number one rated recruit in the state of West Virginia. As a, right. as a junior. Hey, that's that's not good for the seniors, but no. hey, it's good for him. Didn't you say if WVU offered him, he said he'd go and commit? Yeah, they wrote an article up on him. I read it last week, and he said that uh, they were talking to him about winning a state title last year, COVID season, South Charleston state champs, and his uh, goal or his hope was that WU could offer him he could win a national championship for the state of the school. Didn't South Charleston only win like three games last year? They won six. Oh, they well, played six and won six. They're, okay, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Anyway, well, that's good for them. COVID season. Uh, well, hell, they're already rescheduling games this year. Capital was supposed to open Friday night. Now they moved it to Monday at 7 against You know, Parker's it's crazy because there's like – we're not getting into the whole Vax conversation here, but like some schools are like, no, everybody's got to wear a mask or they're shutting down. And then other schools are like, ah, we don't care. It's just, it just is what it is. It's nuts. It's it chaos. Is. I mean, I think this, this season could go I – mean, we don't know how it's going to go because – We've been – the state's getting hit pretty hard right now, West Virginia, in general, with COVID again. Um, and with schools all coming back back, back in uh, session now, it's only going to rise. And with what you just said, they're not enforcing masks everywhere. So whether you believe in masks or not, it ain't going to hurt. But, I mean, it's only going to go up. So I'm wondering how many games they're going to get canceled. Will we get a full season? Will we get the playoffs? We don't really know. It'll probably not be a full season. That's the way it feels right now. Ah. Either way. I hate the fact if we have a playoff and then you got a, a forfeit teams like they did last year because then it's, they're kind of like paper champions. Oh, that yeah. was bullshit last year. For for you, for you us all being graduates of Polka, 
they, you know, we have our high school football team forfeited a playoff game. Yep. And it wasn't because the kids on the team weren't eligible. It had to do within the school or it was that percentage. We, we had those 19 collar codes and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Do we still have that? Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. They were going to do masks, and then they're not going to do masks, and now it's parent choice on mask, and I'm not sure. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Let's switch off of uh, local sports here and just ask, uh, are you going to watch college football this week because it's coming back Saturday? Yeah, I'm looking at Hawaii to cover the over. <laughs> Is June Jones walking through that door? What's happening out nah, there? Colt Brennan's going to be out there. Is he out there? I'm hoping so. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> no. Nope. I was like, I, I know nothing about <laughs> You Hawaii threw out now. June Jones and I went Colt Brown. Oh, well, you were talking about the over. Like, they have some great – are they still out there slinging the ball? They should be. You have no idea. <laughs> Hawaii I throws, can't wait to see the – Hawaii throws the ball 75% of their downs. That I do know. Who their starting quarterback is, that I don't. Okay. I said that's what I was asking. I didn't know if they still did that. What, yeah. What about uh, Illinois and uh, Nebraska? That's such an interesting game because Scott Frost was that big name hire when he went to Nebraska. He's going to turn him back around. Tom Osborne, second coming, all that sort of stuff. And they have been dog crap since he got there. And if they don't start this year out well, or if they're middling and they end up, you know, six and six, that sort of thing, he's eating canned. So uh, outside of those games, I don't really remember anything else that's happening. That's those were it, the right? only games this weekend. I think there was four, but those are the only ones we're talking about. So the following weekend's the actual like full slate. This is just kind of kicking off the season type thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you get a little appetizer, and, and some of these schools, you know, good for them. This is the only time everyone can actually watch them because after this, they'll be on like Facebook well, Live. I can assure you, after the matchups you all just discussed, I will still be hungry after this weekend. <laughs> That's only an appetizer. You're not getting hungry for <laughs> Illinois, Nebraska? <laughs> no. Uh, nobody's I might try to eat some raw corn. There you go. Just like Field of Dreams, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Just I'll eat this cob. Yeah. Uh, so the um the the big question uh to Biggie, uh just with your college football expertise, uh, it, does the alliance with the Big Ten, Pac twelve, and the ACC mean anything to you at all? Not a damn thing, because it's like this right here. Fox Sports loves Chad the Mark and Mr. Brown so much, they're going to put you guys on the air with a 15-year contract. We're replacing Max Kellerman, actually. He's off first take. So. And so, Rachel Nichols. So, you know, <laughs> we get the jump. <laughs> You'd have questions like, okay, what are we getting paid? When do we start? Where do we sign? Well, I can't tell you that because none of it exists, but we're going to do it. And that's what... If you saw the press conference with the heads from those three conferences today, the way that I read it, the earliest it could start would be 2037 because there's no framework for anything they're going to do. It's all hearsay. You said 37. 2037. So now, like it, when Bobby Bonilla quits getting paid, that's yeah. when this is going to start. It might okay. outlast it. I don't know. It's because their TV contracts are already drawn up for so long. Yep. It would take some type of massive landslide to really change all that. And – don't think for a second, though, that any of the schools in those conferences wouldn't jump 
they wouldn't even hesitate to jump ship if the SEC called them. Yeah, what this is is those three conferences got together, realized Big 12's folding, said, who do we want from them? All right, SEC, this is what you want to do? Fine, then. We'll tell you. We're playing from coast to coast. Forget everything else. You're not going to strong arm us. Are are you buying Dave Wanstead as the uh, insider that knows everything, that just blew the the top off of everything that's about to happen? I can't. I just I can't buy it. No, not at all. He's like everybody else. Nobody knows anything. We, we had a show a month ago about conference realignment, and we were going on and on about all the things that could happen. And guess where we're at now? The same place. Nothing's changed, and it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future. Yeah, the only thing that we know that's happening for sure is the SEC is getting stronger. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're the ones that have all the money, and these other ones are going to try to freeze them out, and yep. it's not going to matter. It is what it is. All right, let me ask you a couple questions on NFL real quick. We have some starting quarterbacks that got announced. Are you on the Teddy Bridgewater Express, or are you sad that Drew Locke's not going to be the guy? I'm sad that Drew Locke's not going to be the guy for one reason. The people in Denver are going to fall in love with Teddy B because he's an awesome human being, and next year they're going to completely blow everything up when Aaron Rodgers is available, and Elway's going to try and make a move for his next Peyton Manning to keep his job. I have to say this. How many QBs has Elway drafted that have never panned out, that have never been like a two-season starter for them? Mm, How much did Osweiler? Osweiler, (laughs) Drew Locke, and there's one other guy I'm drawing a blank on right now. Tebow. How can he be so bad, though? To be the player he was, he's like like MJ in the front office. He can't assess talent. And the only guy that he had was Peyton, and that was in the down years, and he was still good enough to win a Super Bowl. So it's like, how do you not draft? You got to get one right eventually. So I don't. I think he's going to lose his job because unless he gets a big name, like you said. Well, it's he interesting. clearly can't draft one. It's interesting that this offseason his title went from general manager to president of football operations, and he hired a general manager. Well, he almost got a promotion. That- <laughs> That's not going to fix it on paper anyway. I mean, are they are they good enough? Even like overall, like they've they've lost. They're not this daunting defense they used to be. They still got pieces, but it's not. It's going to be the Raiders and the Broncos challenging for last place in that division. I agree. They're they're, they're gonna they're gonna be five and twelve. No, no step back from uh, Herbert. Herbert's going to excel this year. Okay. All right. Well, let's keep moving on the, the newbies here. So uh, what's this stuff going on with uh, your boy Cam? Like, didn't he get in a little trouble over COVID something or other? Well, if you leave the team facility, unvaccinated player, there's a certain way you have to do tests daily. And uh, he didn't follow the protocol. So because he left the team facility, he has five days where he has to get tested every day before he can return to practice. Because that happened, Mac Jones, who Cam's been the number one through camp, Max looked really well, has got every rep, and they went into uh, joint practices with the Giants, and he, against their number one defense, he was 18 for 18 for a couple touchdowns and just looked really good. So, so are you getting, blowing it up like it means wait, something. Wait, are you blowing it up, though? Like, does that mean that he's the starter now? Is that what's going to happen? Well, I think Cam still has to do something else to screw it up and lose the job. But if you sit there and watch what Cam's been for the last couple of years and what Mac Jones offers, Mac's a better option for what they have as a team. So what week does Mac take over the reins? Week six. 
I was saying week four. All right, so let me let me ask this question. I, I want Mr. Brown to answer this first because, Biggie, this is one of these Dan Patrick questions he likes to throw out there. We'll do this a couple times. So if you're a Patriots fan, would you rather go 7-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs with Mac Jones or go 10-7 and 7 and miss the playoffs with Cam Newton? Oh, I'd definitely go 7-10 and 10 with Mac Jones. I'm missing the playoffs. Give me some Mac Daddy, okay. Mac and Cheese, Kraft Mac and Cheese. Let me look bright for the future. So, I, so my question overall then is: That's how most Patriot fans feel right now. Do they just want to go ahead and make the move and and try to see if it works out? That's how ninety nine point seven percent of Patriots fans feel. Just put Mac in there and let's roll. Drafted him in the first round. You got a good roster around him. Cam's washed. Let's see what we got. All right, let's keep moving through these quarterback carousels. So we know the the Jets. They're they're stuck. They have no, no other option, right? Hey, speaking he, of the Jets, though, his damn mother is a train wreck. A train wreck? You've not seen her? She flies off the handle on social media. My God. Oh, I haven't seen that. Explain. It's several things. Go just look up. Was it Zach Wilson, right? Yeah, but just, what, what's... Just go look up his mom, and you'll see everything. Is she like that mom who's trying to defend the axe murderer? My baby never did nothing. No, no, no. She's she's trying to build her own image, and it's not a good oh. one. So, like... <laughs> NIL, baby. <laughs> she went out on this... She went out to some party, and she said she got way too drunk, and she fell asleep. She gets up and goes on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And she was like, I got way too drunk last night. And uh, I, I went to bed and forgot to take my wet makeup off. And I wake up this morning looking like a crack whore. And that's what she was putting on there. All right. This does sound like a train wreck. Uh, that was a good analogy. So aren't they Mormon? Like that sounds a little out of character for Mormons I've met. Dude, she, she's wild. Just, you, need to, you need to look it up. All right. Note to self, I, I will follow up on that. Biggie, well, his, you got a perplexed look here. So his uncle like, owns JetBlue, right? What is it? His uncle owns JetBlue. I have no idea. Uh, the airline. Something like that. Yeah. So I don't know if this is Dan Patrick or who, but here's my question to you guys. Who has a wilder year, Zach Wilson's mom or Sonya Curry? <laughs> it's Sonya Curry. Oh. <laughs> Where's the next Delonte West? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's who's been on that boat with Clay out there in the bay. In the, I don't know. We won't go there. Apparently, she was, uh, she she got was caught with, sleeping uh, with a Patriots tight end, ex-Patriots tight Steve end. Steve Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? Tight end for the Patriots it, in 1988, Steve Anderson. Oh, oh. So she's, she's older than Del Curry. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense. I'm disappointed by this revelation. I'm just interested to see with fans in the stands what kind of signs they come up with for uh, Steph and Seth this year. It, it was very well known that all these NBA players, man, they were shooting their shot as soon as they heard that Dell was out of the picture. Yeah. They wanted to be Steph's daddy, and they're cooking uh, eggs in the kitchen looking like Ving Rhames. That's right. Yeah. The, the line is around the corner, and they're coming from nationwide to get with Mrs. Curry, former Mrs. Curry. But all right, let's try to keep on topic here. That was fun. It was. All right, so let's go to Chicago. So what what are you doing there? Do you Dalton's the starter as of right now? That's what they're saying. He's the guy you paid to come play. Fields alive. Fields got his helmet put back on. He's doing okay. He's upright. He actually finished that drive, and I believe they scored. Uh, So that was nice. So when do when do we see Fields start? 
What has to happen? If Dalton plays well, you don't see Fields on the field this year because Matt Nagy, they went to the playoffs last year. They have a solid roster around him. You got to remember, you got guys like Allen Robinson back on the franchise tag. You're not playing around. If Dalton's playing good quarterback, you're moving through the year with him. I'm not buying that at all. What did Dalton do with the Cowboys? They had a great line. They had weapons in Dallas. I know Zeke couldn't stay healthy, but he didn't show me anything with Dallas. What makes you think he's going to do it in Chicago? Well, didn't Dalton? That's why I said if. But didn't he? Get a con- big didn't he get a concussion big like if. the first or second game though? Yeah, second game. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not giving. I'm him, not buying it. Not giving him a pass, but uh, you know, I don't expect like like Garrett Gilbert's not going to do great for the Cowboys either. You know, it's just the Cowboys. I think for the Bears, they come out game one. Dalton's the starter. They go through it. If they get to where they're like one and two or one and three, and he's not playing well, that change happens right away. If they're, they're not going to wait. If they're two and two, but he's balling out, I think they keep him at quarterback. I, I think the most Bears thing ever will be it won't be till at least eight or nine games in. Then they'll make the move because Dalton will have done just enough to make him think there's a chance. And Nagy, he's not going to want to do anything because he's trying to keep his job. And and you're going to go with the veteran that gives you the best chance. And then, yep, yeah, the the wheels just going to fall off. So, all right, would you rather go? Ten and seven, or seven and ten. Dalton at the ten and seven mark, or Fields at seven and ten. Give me Fields at seven and ten. That's a future baby. The Bears haven't had a quarterback in thirty-two years. It's hard to say seven and ten. I gotta get used to that. Still, yeah. Every time you say it, I look at you funny because it it just doesn't sound right. There's that extra game in there. It's kind of funny for me because every year as a Raiders fan, someone asks me, what's your record going to be this year? And every year, I say eight and eight. You've been robbed of that. Eight and eight. And that's like my go-to. And I'm like, I'm not expecting much, but we might just hang around. And now, since there's an extra game, it's eight and nine. Not eight, eight and one? (laughs) No, eight and nine. (laughs) See, I think with the 17-game schedule, you now no longer would have a Jeff Fisher day, eight and eight. And he would either be closer to the Hall of Fame because he does have a lot of wins as a head coach, or he never would have got another job after being the Houston, Tennessee head coach. Oh, poor Jeff Fisher. How many guys can be the coach of a team that moves from one city to the next and be coach of both cities? That is kind of odd. That doesn't happen. It didn't happen to Belichick. So. All right. Uh, how about uh, Jacksonville? What have you seen out of Trevor so far? Do you uh, have any – I feel like – so I'm a Bengals fan. I told you my biggest fear last year was Burrow wouldn't survive the year, and it turned out to be true. Trevor Lawrence is not going to survive the year. I don't think he does. I saw where he got named the starter yesterday or today over Minshew. I think Minshew plays close to as many snaps this year as Lawrence does because I just don't think he'll stay healthy. See, of all the rookies, I would definitely let uh, Lawrence sit out a few games and not, maybe even the whole year. You can I mean, because Jacksonville's Jacksonville. They're not yeah. going to make the playoffs. Minshew's not terrible. You have a quarterback. I would have not started this out this way. Uh, Lawrence is not Peyton Manning. Nope. Like, he's not one of those with the team around him. He needs to learn on the job. He's going to get murdered. His running back's already got hurt, for Christ's sakes. Now, he's already out, so it's probably James Robinson time again. So, but even that being said, like, people want to say Peyton Manning played as a rookie, but he didn't have a great year. He just had a lot of volume and he, a lot of turnovers. So, yeah. You know, maybe maybe that's not the answer. Everybody, what happens? He is, had the mental fortitude to do it, right? And then sometimes people look at guys like, well, Baker Mayfield played as a rookie and did okay and stuff like that. But yeah, and sometimes 
Like, I know it's the Browns, but there was a lot of pieces on that team. You see where they're at now, right? It was just timing was everything. Herbert on the Chargers. Like, he's out there with veteran receivers, and he had a running game, even though they were a little banged up. Like, there's some certain situations. And then, even with Herbert, they tried to play Taylor. And then they stabbed him in the damn lung. <laughs> Let's us not forget. I, I don't know what Urban's doing here. I really don't. Is he think he's still in college and he's going with the flashy name? Or what's he doing? I don't he, get he, it. He doesn't want to burn his red shirt. I don't get it. At all. So, is Urban just in way over his head here? Yes. Are we going to see this so clear at the end of this year that you're surprised if he coaches two seasons? I think his uh, – Ceiling is two seasons. Because I think he got a four- or five-year contract, and it was for a ton of money. See, I think we had this conversation when he was signed, and that's what we said was like the over-under is two and a half. Yep. Yeah, if he were to make it to season four, that only happens because somehow Trevor Lawrence is like robo-QB, never gets injured, and he's Peyton Manning in his prime at like game three this year. The other part of that with a guy like Urban Meyer, it'd be like Nick Saban leaving Alabama and going to the NFL. He'd lose as many games in one or two seasons as he has in 10 years at Alabama. Same thing with Urban Meyer, Ohio State. I mean, would they lose maybe 10 games in his eight years there? How's his heart going to hold up? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with his damn heart. It's just his, uh, well, there is. <laughs> you know, just not on the charts. That's just his out. He has no Rudy factor. <laughs> that that heart. <laughs> He's going to pull a Bobby Petrino. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going that dark. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Here's an, here's another question for you. All right, so pretend like this is the stock market, and you got you got to put a dollar amount on a stock. Okay, so Deshaun Watson, his stock value is fifty bucks a share right now. What is the share price going to be six months from now? Twenty seven dollars. So it's going down. Oh yeah, because you're not going to play, Mr. Brown. I'm going to say uh, 27 pesos. Ooh, ooh, that equates into, let's see. <laughs> Are you going no. euros now? <laughs> it's like two and a half dollars. Like 27 pesos and a tapeworm. Ooh, easy on the tapeworm. That's that's still sensitive. But. As a bonus. Chad just bought Deshaun Watson. So, <laughs> Sold. So nobody's, nobody's trading for him, right? No. There's no way you could trade for him with what they're going to want you to give without knowing when he's going to be able to play again. Like, he's going to be on the commissioner's exempt list, right? Yeah, I can't believe he's not on there now. That's just like Goodell sticking to the text and say, hey, you're one of the crappiest teams in the league. I don't really give a crap. Just do whatever. Have him sit on the sidelines. I'm not doing anything about it. I get, you know, he works for the owners, so I'm sure uh, – who's the owner of the Texans? Uh, is it Bob McNair? I was going to say that, but did he uh, – He died and they sold it to die? somebody else. Uh, do we have to go to that here again? And just say, I think I think Bob McNair is dead. I'm just going to say it, okay? But, but he uh, is the guy who said you can't let the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, but so here's here's the thing. Maybe they're like, all right, Goodell, you got to keep him off the list in case somebody wants to trade for him because – Look how crappy our organization is right now. Yeah, what could happen is you get into week four or five and somebody's like, hell with it, he's not on the exempt list. I'll trade for him and start him this week. <laughs> and you know you know that stupid meme you'll see where it's like people love standing in front of things they blow up? Like, is Bill O'Brien not like the best version of that ever? Like, he literally blew that up. So he's in the meme, right? He, he, he drew the meme. Yeah. You go from being in the playoffs and winning a division. Like, 
four or six years, they were either in the playoffs or had won the division, even though there were some contentious times. And you go from, you know, playoffs, futures bright, and then all of a sudden, boom, everything's blown up. He's the greatest at blowing up anything. Hmm. How can you go from that? Division title winner and everything to where they are right now. How's he still there? No, he's not. Is he not? No, he's He's the offensive coordinator for some college now. Yeah, he got fired last year. So was it last year during the season, right? Before last season. Romeo Sprenow took up, didn't it? Yeah, that was before last year. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because last year they hired uh, a, like – running backs coach or something as the head coach and that was the big oh, thing yeah, i remember that now. they'd just given watson the contract hire. and he didn't approve of the coach so and where's bill o'brien at in college do we know he, he's an offensive coordinator for like ole miss or somebody that shows you how bad he fell alabama that's where he's at nick saban hired oh, he's him. rehabbing another one huh yeah serious i'm i i'm 90 percent sure he's on nick saban's he staff. is like mr miyagi with these oh, bad wow. coaches like yeah. But, but if yeah. you look, Sarkeesian's got a job. Lane Kiffin's a head coach again. Kirby Smart's a head coach at Georgia. You want to either be well, an Kirby up-and-coming Smart, coach. Kirby Smart, he damn as good as he was okay? Yeah. No, he was okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, the other ones, though. Oh, gosh. All you right. want a second chance, kiss the ring. <laughs> That's right. He okay. just holds it yeah. up. Kiss it. Yeah. Kiss it. All right. Here, here's uh, my favorite question. Norlands. Taysom or Jameis, who you got? Jameis. I clearly think it's Jameis, and I don't even think it's close. I don't either, man. Like, these people wanting Taysom Hill to be the starting quarterback, like, you're not seeing what he is. It's like a right-handed Tim Tebow. <laughs> he's, a, he's a gimmicky player who is better served on your offense. And special he, teams. Yeah, yeah, and special teams if you can line him up at tight end and run an end around with him where he might throw it as opposed to having him drop back and actually play quarterback. Like this isn't the freaking big 12 or the pac 12 or the AAC where your quarterback can run as many times as he throws it. Jameis Winston is a talented guy. They got him dirt cheap. See what he with uh Sean Payton can do with a quarterback who can throw the ball more than 15 yards. All right. Here's another question for you. Will Dak Prescott throw for more? Then 4,700 yards. No, because I don't believe he'll be healthy enough throughout the season. He's already battling numerous injuries. Most recently, he suffered a fall from the milk crate challenge. <laughs> it's it's the top, right? They get to the middle of it, and it yeah. just gets too wobbly. That one damn well, extra there, crate. He fell because the Super Bowl trophy was at the top. Well, <laughs> he probably only made it to the fourth <laughs> one. He didn't get all the way up there. He almost had it. Uh, uh, how did that start? I looked it up earlier. Could you find it? It's just a TikTok fad, like everything else we've been seeing. It was just this tad from uh, fad from TikTok, and now everybody's doing it. I'm, I'm going to bring some Milk Great Star Fantasy Draft uh, Saturday. Do not do that. That is an excellent idea. <laughs> After you get eliminated by the Milk Crates, it goes to auto draft, and you take all kickers until they're gone. Yeah, somebody's going to be uh, doing uh, draft picks from the ambulance if they can. That's what will happen. That would not end well with you, Biggie. And uh, considering you have the highest win percentage in our league, you'd be up there doing like Daniel LaRusso with the crane kick, hopping on one leg up these milk carts with your mm-hmm. hobbly leg. So you might just be doing us a favor. Nice well, see, the thing, I would typically be totally down for that, especially by the time we're seven hours into the draft. But the fact I can't walk to start with, I'm out this time. 
Well, I guess no crane kicks for anybody. All I'll say is if it started on TikTok and it's a new fad, at least they're not eating like freaking dishwasher pods or whatever. Uh, you know, they, there's still commercials about how, you know, they have childproof locks on those containers. I don't know. I always tell my daughter every time she does a dishwasher, don't eat that. She looks so at me like I'm an idiot. I have this question for you two as a guy that we've ragged on from should have been the number one pick, national champion, blah, blah, blah. What will he be? Tua Tugavailoa. Wait, wait, no. I, I shared a letter about how That's his what made me supposed- think of him. So the letter was wrong. All the Dolphins fans said that guy's an idiot. Oh, okay. It's uh, all the talking heads at ESPN said it right. It's uh, Tango Viola. Oh, so that's a, that's what he says anyway. So Tua does the tango. I, it does take Tua to tango. Oh, how do you Ooh. say it again? <laughs> tango Viola. I never heard of that. Before. I know. I haven't either. But apparently, that's what some people say. Tango Viola. Tango Viola. I can do that. All right. I just call him TT. Tua works. That's yeah. what everybody calls him. All right. So who's Tua's backup? Because we need it's not to know. Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's, he's in, uh, in Washington. Washington. Uh, that's uh, that's probably a guy that will be starting sooner rather than later. Yes, <laughs> he'll win you what's a fantasy championship. What's the over under on that? Uh, seven and a half games. I'm just curious. I, I see everybody poop on Tua. I'm one of them who does. Dolphins seem like a team who has a, a lot of talent, but they're damn, missing it's the Jacoby Brissett. Hey, Dolphins might go to playoffs with Jacoby, baby. <laughs> that's uh, that's not a bad pick, man. Could you imagine if they were just stuck with Fitz? Man, that'd have been so good. Man, he he cut loose not too long ago about that, didn't he? Yeah, he was pretty upset. We're not gonna hide our feelings here. We're just gonna let it out. He was playing good when they benched him. All right, last question I got. We're gonna finish talking football. Who's the first coach to get fired? Ooh, first coach to get fired will be. I am going to go with Vic Fangio in Denver. Mm, that that was my pick. I don't Great think, minds think alike. I don't think there's anybody close. Like Houston, they're just gonna let Rod, and like everybody else is rather at the beginning of a transition or they're already established. And yep, I got he's it right. Yep. I mean, wishful thinking, I would hope it'd be John Gruden, but that ain't going to happen. That's a 10-year contract, man. You still got seven years left. I could see one other coach getting fired, but it would have to go really bad, and that's Mike Zimmer. And the only reason they would fire him in season is so that they could open up kind of the turnstile and start looking at next coaches. But But they would have to be one and eight bad. I feel like they're underperforming under him anyway, so I don't even think it would have to be that bad. Well, they start slow. And then that by the middle of the season, they start playing good football. How do you fix that? Fire him. <laughs> start training camp earlier. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that now. Oh. They get mad. Uh, who do you think of the new or younger coaches in the league is going to take the step forward this year? Like Sean McVay got hired and they I don't just know, I'm elevated. I'm going to say that. I'll be honest. Okay. Like there's nobody. I'm still waiting on Eric Bieniemy to get hired, right? Yes. Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. That's a good pick. Matt Rule is my guy. I love what they're doing Does that in mean, Carolina. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that you believe in Sam Darnold? Not at all. 
I believe in a healthy Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. I was just, I was curious. Matt rules my guy. I was wondering if you, one of you guys would say uh, Dan Campbell, the kneecap eater. Nah, man. Like I, I've, I've heard some not great stories coming out of there. Like he's great at talking about stuff, but he's not great about coaching about stuff. So we'll see how that transpires. Well, they're going to be a dumpster fire. They're going to be like two and fifteen. Nah, just bite the kneecaps and then bite the other one on the way down. And then bite it on the way back up because you're a weirdo. Where's weirdo. he at now? Dan Campbell in Detroit? Oh, yeah, Detroit. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I, know, I couldn't remember what team he went to. Is that was there a press conference, though. <laughs> if that's all we get out of it, it's a win. Yeah. Is there one team from last year? We haven't went real deep into like division winners and stuff yet like we do. Just off the top of your head, is there one team that was division round or better last year you think's crap or one team that'll return and go to the playoffs just Pitts- somebody that stands Pittsburgh out. will not make the playoffs uh they will be lucky to be 500 and then I think the Chargers are probably your other team that'll surge but I I don't know I'm, I'm not like dead set on that I think San Francisco could bounce back too see that 17 game screws you because you said lucky to be 500 and I thought about it for a second I'm like they would yeah. be lucky to be 500 sorry I'm like Mr. Brown talking about the Raiders it's an easy out eight and eight baby stupid 17th game I agree though I think that uh they're riding Big Ben for one year too long they got didn't they get a new offensive coordinator again I have no idea how many offensive coordinators has Big Ben had apparently fitness is his passion (laughs) he came in in better shape than he's been in in his whole life oh that's not saying shape as in round (laughs) it's more defined round yeah (laughs) I like uh the Chargers and the Arizona Cardinals, Murray and Herbert. I really like those two quarterbacks. I think one of those two teams could be a surprise team that wins like 11 games. I'm not saying obviously they're great. Here's the thing. Great, is, is the NFC West the best um, division? Yeah, I think so because with the Niners returning to health, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams are all legit like division round playoff teams. And you got the Cardinals who are no slouch. You know what's insane? Last year – uh, Kyler Murray put up better fantasy numbers than Russell Wilson. Yeah, I had Kyler Murray. He was going to be the 2020 NFL MVP, and then he wasn't. Yeah. yeah well, we, you look we on paper every week. You look on paper, and you would have never. I mean, you just think that Russell would have still edged him out, but well, he didn't. Remember, Russ? It was those first six weeks. He was God. Yeah, he was. You know, he was a football god, and then all of a sudden he wasn't, and he was just you know, struggling. But yeah. I mean, because they're similar, because they both run the ball and they get their rush yards, and then they rush TDs too, and then so they have a similar fantasy skill set. But uh, he out, he edged him out. All right, so give me just uh, – I could keep talking about this. We'll do our division picks soon enough on a show, but um, who's going to be last place in the NFC West? Last place in the NFC West this year will be the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. So they're, they're done out there. They're going to blow the whole thing up after this year. No, no. It's Lynch. He's sticking with Shanahan. I think they're going to ride Garoppolo a little bit, go to Trey Lance. He's going to have ups and downs. And when I say last in that division, I still think they'll win seven games. I just think that the Hawks, this is like a Super Bowl or bust type push with an older coach, Russell. The Rams, if they stay healthy, I think each one of those teams could win 11 games. And then I like the Cardinals in that 500 range. So If Stafford stays healthy, he balls out this year. Yep. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to close with this, let you guys respond, and then we'll, we'll move on. So, Stafford, 
I love me some Matt Stafford. Kid's got heart. He'll got bite you in the kneecap. He's not even there anymore, but he'd still bite you in the kneecap. Anyway, Stafford is one of those guys when he came out of college, I was like, man, he don't even impress me in college. He threw too many interceptions at Georgia. Goes to Detroit. You know, he's just kind of been like that lovable loser. Like, I guess the way people probably felt like uh, Archie Manning back in the day. Like, he's down there trying to make everything happen. That's how I felt about him. I get it. He had some receivers at times. But I have a feeling I want him to go to L.A. And I want him to be like in the MVP conversation because he just did that damn good. But I got this overwhelming feeling of doubt that it's just not going to happen, that it's going to look like a train wreck for them. And I think the Rams are going to be the last place team. And it's rather like, I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt or something. I don't know. It's just like stuff never works out the way I think it will when it comes to storybook stuff. And I want Matt Stafford to have that chance to be a winner. And I just feel like somehow it's going to get taken. Why, why do I feel that way? Am I way off here? No, it seems like too good of a situation from the time he got traded there for the Rams, who were able to get rid of Goff and his contract. They bring in Stafford, who's cheaper and better. It just seems he's too good of a fit for what they have, especially what they have on defense. They are Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Like, they are a team built to win the Super Bowl this year. So you are right. It would be a storybook type, storybook type uh, situation for Matthew Stafford. I mean, what if he's just no better than Goff? Uh, you get him there, and he just can't live up to the hype. Dude, he is way better than Goff. He's better than Goff if he throws the ball left-handed. So, which leads me to my question. How bad is Goff going to be in Detroit? <laughs> he might be out of the league. He'll be like Trubisky. You know what Goff's going to look like? Uh, who's the guy on ESPN to play quarterback for the Lions? Dan. Dan Orlowski. Didn't you he run out of the back of the end zone? Yeah. Jared Goff is running out of the back of the end zone this year. At least once? Ooh, yeah. Is that a futures? Ooh, it is. Damn, we need to look that up. Will he run out of the back of the end zone <laughs> this year? <sighs> sure, why the hell not? All right, that's enough football talk. We'll talk about something else. I got to take a pee-pee break. All right, one thing I'm definitely excited for, you guys call me Chad the Mark because I am a Mark. I like wrestling. I like professional wrestling, not sports entertainment, but wrestling. And it's been a hard you know, a decade, so to speak, to be a wrestling fan. But damn it, Friday night, if wrestling didn't kind of pop back up on the map, even if just for a second, did you guys watch what happened Friday night? Yeah, I happened to turn it there right about the time I got your text. So I missed the first part of uh, CM Punk. The only reason I was watching new show on Friday night at the network two nights a week was because of the CM Punk rumors. I really thought we wouldn't see him until they did their pay-per-view. Uh, awesome intro. Sold it like the pro that he is. Makes me excited for wrestling again. I've I've enjoyed it. I like the business. I'm not as dug into it as you are, but uh, Mr. Brown even got a little rise out of it. Yeah, I didn't get to see it live. Chad text because I was actually uh, visiting with some, some nostalgia that same day. So I had a meet and greet with uh, WWE Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter. It was a great experience. And then you text me that, but I was still seeing a wrestling guy. Yeah, it was a, fr- it was a Friday night wrestling extravaganza for We Don't Know Sports. <laughs> but once I watched the video on YouTube, I pulled up the 17-minute full clip of the intro. And just, just him coming out to his original music, him coming out and just soaking it in. The crowd was going nuts. He was great on the mic. It, it was like, what's been missing 
from and like I give y'all crap because like how do y'all watch this crap? Because it's so bad. And that's usually me referring to WWE. Yeah. Well, then I watched that intro with him on AEW, and it was like what wrestling's supposed to do to you. Yeah, and to kind of counteract with that, like yeah, I ask myself sometimes like why do I watch this crap? Right? Because it's not what it was or what it used to be. And I was telling you guys this earlier, like. I don't think it's meant for us anymore. Like, I'm 40. It's not designed to capture the 40-year-old fan. Um, but Friday night did. And, and that was – and it's crazy because, like, WWE, you got guys like Goldberg that show back up and whatnot. Like, is that supposed to get me excited? But, like, it doesn't. I don't care. And the other thing, too, when the United Center, which hasn't had wrestling since it opened except for, like, the first year – Sold out, and it wasn't WWE. It sold out on the rumor that CM Punk would be there. Yep. And they did the right thing by starting the show that way. If they would, they would have fans would have hijacked the show. It would have been a nightmare if they saved that for the end. I just love the fact that he gave everyone there a free ice cream bar. Yeah, he did, man. That that was uh, that was a real thing. Free ice cream for everybody. Did you see that they had the boxes of them at the exits, handing them out. It was a good sell, and he's back, and it's a really good spot for him, both in the world of wrestling because he's a great fit, and AEW because from what we've seen, and I had gotten out of it for a while, you turned me back onto it, they actually let their stars run with their character and their promos, and it's nice and it's refreshing. Well, and that promo CM Punk when he came out, it wasn't just about him. They included his uh, current rival he was going to go after, and I don't remember his name, but it's Sting's little protege, and they're up in the rafters like old old school Sting. So that was sweet. Yeah, I mean, so you get a mix of nostalgia, but it's not Sting. It's it's Darby Allen right. is who he's going after. Who, hey, you know, and he's he's not saying anything bad. He's only complimenting him as a wrestling fan is why he would want to do it. So, you know, I mean, it, it, that's what you do, right? If you're bringing in a guy like that, you got to give a rub to these younger guys and help get them on the map a little bit more. So all that stuff's all well and good. Um the big thing was tonight we watched a little bit of AEW and I thought a huge thing came out of CM Punk's mouth tonight. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> so he was asking the crowd if he still had what it takes to be the best in the world and they start doing the yes chant. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa wrong gimmick. Be patient. I was like, what the hell? You know, and, and like that's like the CM Punk thing. That's a foregone conclusion that, you know, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him, that's where he's going to end up to. You still got guys like Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman out there. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. So it's kind of, it's the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan in at least 10 years. At least 10 years, if not 15. Like the late 2000s is when the wrestling, we knew it really died. Well, I was watching the show tonight and I was like, I kept seeing guys come out and I'm like, wait, he's here too. He's here too. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm just waiting for the uh, big show, or he's not allowed to be called the big show anymore. Paul White. Paul White. Waiting for him to actually get in the ring and do a little damage. He's looking mean and lean. He's going to have his first match yeah, coming up. Yeah, his first match is at All Out, so he's uh, it's going to be ugly. And they announced <laughs> the opponent. Oh, yeah, it's uh, QT Marshall, the guy he kind of made lose uh, tonight. So yeah. I thought he said Shaq was going to do it. Uh, one day, I think they'll get that. You know, Shaq's already been in AEW, so maybe we'll finally get the uh, the WrestleMania moment that never happened at WrestleMania, right? That'd there be we go. a big FU. That would Vince. be a big sell. Vince McMahon, he'll be at home. He'll be mad, but he'll still go, that's good shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, that's been my thing lately. Anytime somebody says or doesn't, I do that at work all the time too. You sell something nice, you know, that's good shit. You know, makes me feel good. Anyway, it's nice that we could talk about wrestling. That's 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 good for me. It's good for my soul right now. I need all that. I'm just happy Mr. Brown watched it tonight and didn't didn't cry about it. I appreciate you. The product's good. I will watch. Just like if you build it, they will come. Right. Same concept, buddy. That's that's all it is. And, and you know what? I'm I'm looking for. I want to go to a show, man. Like I'm actually feeling that if they come close again, I, I will try to go. But um, anyway, good stuff. All out. What is it's? Uh, is it the same Sunday, September fifth? It's Liberty.